as the Global Coworking and Conference Community, we've had our fingers on the pulse of coworking since 2012, and we've connected thousands of operators, both in person and online. On the Juicy Podcast, we talk with the people making it happen day in and day out. Let's get to it. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back. I have Paul DeRigo, one of the co-founders of Saltbox, with us this morning. How are you feeling this morning? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. And you know what I'd love to hear, Paul, is how you are personally, not your business. How are you, like, as a human? Me, personally? Um, yeah. Things are great. I got three little kids. and so. I'm oh, my gosh. With that, yeah. Seven, five, and two. Wow. That's going to be a fun Halloween is what that equals. Yes. Already started the decorations. Got half of them done. Got to do the other half. It's it's tough on the weekends. I got a lot of soccer games and baseball Uh games, birthday parties that... Get that uh, make it challenging to accomplish those tasks, but it's nice to have those yeah. days full with great things yeah. like that. That's life. I love it. That's fantastic. And how is your business? Our business, it's it's really. I'm just so excited. And when you're really deep in there, and you're just working and you're just slogging away and stuff. You know, forget to like step back and look. It's just been amazing. I mean, we now have over 400 members. These are these entrepreneurs, different companies all over the country. We uh, just have been a steady clip of locations here through the end of the year. We will be ending the year with 14 locations. So, you know, it takes a lot of work with each one. And when we started it all, you know, it always had the intentions and the vision to have at least this many and but to to see it to come to fruition and it's all across the country is really great. Yeah, y'all's rise has been really phenomenal cuz you guys opened in what 2019? Yes. So me, Tyler, and Maxwell came together April of 2019. First location open in Atlanta at the end of 2019. So the early December. Pretty and good. So yeah, that was number one. Wow. Wow. And for those who don't know Saltbox, can you just give us a high level where where your niche is? Yeah. So we offer an end-to-end solution for logistics for small and medium businesses. And so that core part of that is the space. And this is the locations you'll see for us that's industrial properties that we configure and operate in a way where many businesses, you might have a hundred businesses in that same facility sharing the logistical function of the building. And we like to call it logistically enabled. This is where now they have the ability to receive commercial freight shipments, you know, dock high. They have the ability to have daily carrier pickups from UPS, FedEx, USPS, all these things that are difficult from a resident or from a self-storage unit. Now, the logistics enablement is does go beyond the space. We also offer a workforce, which you can use fractionally. This is if you need someone to work with you one day a week, an hour a week, day every week. Um, we also offer for fulfillment services, since the majority of our members are e-commerce merchants, they mm-hmm. have a physical good, they have a brand, and are selling it through a website, marketplaces, and things. And they have needs of fulfilling those orders and getting them to their end customers. And so we can help them from mm-hmm. any way on the spectrum of themselves performing in their own space to Saltbox handling all of that. Okay. So I'm so fascinated by the workforce because that is like the war for talent is on. Everybody's having a hard time finding people. 
How are you guys finding people or do you outsource that? No, no these are full-time employees that we we bring onto our team. They have full-time employment, the benefits mm-hmm. and everything. And so that's part of what enables our members as well. As they're growing, maybe they are not yet at a point where they can hire someone full-time. Mm-hmm. Maybe they only have 20 hours of work. And then that becomes difficult to find labor when your offering is 20 hours a week. and everything. So here through this shared use, you're sharing the use of the space here. You can share the use of a workforce with your fellow neighbors in the facility and get a high quality person who's offered a a very stable and attractive position. And then have, and then these small businesses can have access to that. I love that. I think that's just a huge differentiator that I haven't seen other folks do. And I think it's really smart. Yeah. And, And it's also about, a lot of similarities in the needs of the our members need orders picked back and shipped. They need uh, things bagged and tagged and so similar things. And so we have a workforce that is familiar with that. There's a much faster learning curve. They're reliable. They can be, you know, uh, directed side by side with the member or even remotely. That's, that's awesome. And then how do you guys recruit those people just through your normal recruiting tactics is how you find those folks? Or is there something different? you do with them? We do have a to the local area with job postings. We do also work with firms that do offer temp labor. And then those that we find uh, are very high quality individuals mm-hmm. go through that program and agreement. And then we also have referral. We, we yeah. have a great deal of referrals of current members or who refer someone, other teammates who refer someone. And so, and I don't, this is probably no surprise to anyone. Those referrals are generally just a, a a much higher success rate. So we always, always celebrate those. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, during the pandemic, how did your business do and how are you coming out of it? Yeah. So December, 2019, the world was one way, uh, <laughs> was, you know, let's try and remember here with February. I know time is super weird. <laughs> March, 2020, it, we all were there. We know how things evolved. And so of course, holding my breath a little bit, a little, not sure how this is going to work out. How is this going to behave? And so, and not, I, I, I'm not going to say that I predicted or knew, you know, in any way how things would, would unfold. But what we did see, we saw our first location in Atlanta fill up very quick and now much quicker than had predicted in, in our modeling. Um, but it was our first location. So not much contrast that we could have for that. And we found that most of our members were e-commerce and they were doing quite well. And, and we've read all about this. There was people couldn't go out to eat. They were buying things online. So that's all. And, and so, and then that we were able to then assist these people in running their business, that they could have freight delivered. We would receive it, put it into their private area because they were at home doing homeschool with their children as, as like one example. But yeah, I mean, we can all kind of remember all the different things that we had. So we actually, it, it, it adoption and everything. And there was that acceleration of e-commerce. So it all bode quite well for us. Nice. And have you seen a big uptick kind of this fall as everybody's like back to school? It kind of seems normal. Is Are, are your centers just filling up faster? Are you on a wait list? What's up with that? What's going on? Yeah. So any of our, like our locations in Atlanta and Dallas, they've had wait lists for quite a while now. And so that's why we have just over open a 
second facility, much larger in Dallas and Carrollton. And we are finishing up on a second, much larger facility in Atlanta to address those wait list needs. Yeah, we have seen a steady, steady demand that, you know, we're, we're working to meet. That's awesome. How many square feet do you guys have now? We have over a million square feet now. Amazing. Under our control and we'll be adding more and more. And so uh, and first love- facility was 27,000 square feet. The one in Dallas now, like 128,000 square feet. So, so are people getting around on bicycles or scooters or golf carts? <laughs> well, I mean, that's part of the design is that <laughs> there we measure the distances to the bathroom. Uh-huh. We measure the distances to the trash can, the closest pallet jack, the bins to drop off different carriers and things like that. That's all part of what we have to do very well to enable 100 plus companies mm-hmm. who are each very important to operate in this space. They're businesses that they're very passionate about and operate them successfully. So that, mm-hmm. I mean, it's interesting you touch on that is that those are things that we have to think about. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's a very different business from the standard co-working, but I, I, I love the two married together. And I had seen Maxwell spoke at Juicy in New York in 2021. And he said that, you know, co-working was something that like your members demanded that they wanted and needed. And I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about kind of what your design is of co-working versus office. And I also know people can kind of office within their space as well, because you guys are fully air conditioned and was just wondering how that community all comes together and where people are, how people are choosing to work differently post pandemic. Yeah. So in our spaces, we do offer private warehouse suites and we Mm -hmm. do also offer office suites. Um, The office suites are somewhat complement to the warehouse suites. Generally, somebody joins Saltbox needing that logistically functional space. Mm-hmm. Their business grows. They have growing customer support needs, accounting needs, meetings, things like that. And they will, you know, then have a need for an office. Now, some members don't. Some members are very successful operating everything out of mm-hmm. just the warehouse suite. And as you mentioned, it's it's conditioned, it's well lit, it's safe, it's comfortable. And uh and and so many businesses thrive with just that as well. And so the office component is something that we're learning how people want flexibility, right? They want, and that's that's where it's also where even the flexibility to not, their business is successfully running, they're not even inside of our building, but it is still operating in there. So that's the other thing with the workforce, with the different technology things that we're working on building is enabling them to flexibly come and go, operate their business, do a growing variety of needs that they need to, they need for their business. Like we have photo studios there where they can generate the content that they need for their physical goods that they're selling online or social media. We have standard kind of co-working things like conference rooms and printers and things like that. And so again, just that it's all very flexible and very efficient. Hey, 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 have you heard? Juicy is heading to Chicago. Yep, April 2023. We are going to be in the beautiful city.
city of Chicago. You should get your tickets now on gcuc.co. Or the other thing you can do is join membership and then you'll get a discount on those GC tickets and ridiculous benefits for you and your team. So remember, go to gc.co for your tickets to Chicago and to join membership. Ciao. Yeah, I love that you guys really like keep adding things that will keep people wanting to be in that environment. Like, hey, you can do your photography here. We've got a flexible workforce for you. We've got a relationship with Stripe. Like all those things are awesome. And I'm super curious because people have been talking a lot about, you know, post-pandemic, people are really looking for richer amenities. And I'm curious what else you're looking at. Like, are you guys thinking about doing a retail element at some point? Like, what are some of the things that you're excited about exploring for your for your people? Yeah. Like one exciting thing that we're doing in our Seattle location is we're working with just a really exciting company called Suna that they specialize in generating content, taking pictures, just beautiful uh, photography and everything for uh, the physical goods to put on a website for your shopping cart. And so here we were trying to take that to the next level where, okay, we will, we offer the space and the ability for you to do it, but then offer our members the ability to also, if the next level of the actual service and the high quality service that can can complete that task and guide them through it, maybe, maybe they're not, they know their brand, they know their niche of clothing or health and beauty. They know their product. Logistics will help them out with that. They don't know product photography as well. We have a partner, Suna, who's now helping with that. And so that's those are kind of the amenities that we're also seeing of then layering on the services, not just the space. Yeah, really smart, really smart. So switching gears, I mentioned Maxwell earlier, and there's Tyler as well on your team. And I don't see a lot of three-person co-founder teams. And I was just curious kind of how that came together and what are some of the best parts of that because I think, you know, one of the things that's hardest about the entrepreneurial journey is most of us do it alone. And I think it's really smart to do it with a team. And was just curious, like if you had some ideas around what works really great about that three-person team or what's hard. Yeah. So how it came together is, you know, Tyler is really the, the vertex of all that. He he knows Maxwell from from a long time ago in college, and me and him worked together on some projects for years before Saltbox. And he Tyler saw the need for this with his own e-commerce company that he had, and how it was it did not make sense how difficult it was for him to get the right space for his e-commerce mm-hmm. company. He saw the need. He brought us together, and now we were all experienced in startups and companies. Maxwell had worked at a very, very successful marketing technology company. Mm-hmm. Tyler came from Silicon Valley with a very successful technology or software company there. And uh, I had a background in e-commerce and also with venture-backed companies. And so that helped a lot, right? That's mm-hmm. understanding, preemptively understanding dynamics, getting ahead of hard conversations, looking at things like that. So I, that's where I say in our specific situation, things I'm very thankful for um, and you know maybe at a different stage of my life wouldn't have been prepared for that not saying that I was 
in any way an expert. Now, doing it alone, now I would say that I would recommend to someone that, and with the caveat that you find the right people, why you should not do this alone is yes, because starting a business is extremely hard. There will be really moments where, you know, you it creeps into your mind that like, this is like, uh, how are we going to get over this? How are we going to get through this? How are we going to solve this? And, you know, that really kind of rolls into like what a lot of what salt boxes in the community and so many of our members are solo entrepreneurs or they had an idea and you know maybe maybe they don't tout this as a reason why they joined saltbox but i know from my own experience and from talking to some of our members that people close to them did not maybe believe in their idea or they did not get a lot of support they quit their job to start this thing people thought they were crazy you know they, they get a lot of that but then they come to saltbox and everybody is doing that everybody in the hallway mm-hmm. is that everybody and so there's not and so granted those are separate businesses, but it, it, at least you're in an environment where nobody thinks you're crazy that you quit <laughs> your job to create a product and start building a company, you know? And so I, I think that's the important part of it. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, it's interesting that you bring that up because I, I had a lot of people when I wanted to go start my own business, tell me I was crazy and that I shouldn't do it. And like, they just projected a lot of stuff on me. And I, and whenever entrepreneurs ask for advice, I'm always like, you've just got to be Teflon about this. Like people are going to tell you, you can't do it. People are going to put all their fears and doubts on you and you've got to not take that in. And I love that you brought it back to, you know, there are so many solopreneurs and I think it's so great because at Saltbox, yeah, everybody will know, you know, what you're going through or have been there or can help you or can advise you. I would actually think we just did some research um, that we presented this year about connections and co-working spaces and such. And I bet if I ran the same thing at Saltbox, the numbers would be higher because you're in a niche. Yeah. And, and we've already seen health and beauty companies partnering with a yeah. stock manufacturing company. Just coming together, yeah. doing joint things. And it's and it's really it's really amazing to see. It's some of the, my favorite things that I, I, I love hearing about. And uh and you know that was always right one of the big things about co-working is to to have some community, the physical proximity mm-hmm. to people. And you know what we saw is that companies that were doing services that you only required an office, you had options mm-hmm. to get that community, to get that kind of uh, those, those resources. Once you got a physical good, once you got some inventory and you need shelves, and you got hundreds of units or whatever you got, that then you're totally on your own looking for a storage unit, mm-hmm. subleasing a corner of a larger warehouse and some industrial part of town and not nobody around you anything of the similar situation. And so that's that was part of what we also saw is like a, just a real big problem mm-hmm. uh, with what was available to our members. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, clearly you guys are having tremendous growth and that's awesome. And I see that you're doing a lot of expansion. Um, I'm curious when you're coming to Austin. Yes, Austin. I mean, we have looked, looked <laughs> I at I hear Austin. that all the time. And Everyone's like, know, I would love to 
come there. Would you please give me a place? Goes to the the everybody in Austin and the the energy and everything. It's it's challenging to find uh, commercial property. It's challenging to find residential property. It's challenging. <laughs> so yeah, so it is in our target list. But no, uh, I have I have no address or anything to share with you <laughs> at this moment. So and I see you're expanding all across the U.S. Are you guys looking at international expansion as well? Yeah, not. So no, in no, uh, not next year. We, we have not visited anywhere or anything like that. We get constant, constant for international mm. uh, expansion. We get companies overseas who. Mm-hmm. Well, we have some some companies who are foreign entities, and they open a small entity in America, mm-hmm. and they don't want to go lease a big building and hire twenty people for their product, and so they will use Saltbox, and then they say, "Please, please come to this country. Please come mm-hmm. to that country." Um, and then we have our current members who say, "You know, I want to expand to Europe, but I'm not going to move to Europe. I but I need." such and such amount of square feet. I need people who can mm-hmm. pack it and everything and ship the orders or things like that. And and there's other solutions. There's 3PLs who can do that, but that doesn't always work for all our members. And mm-hmm. often those solutions are designed for much larger businesses, which mm-hmm. our members might be on, on the way to grow into that level. But so, yeah, it'll be very exciting and I'm looking forward to the international expansion, but that is uh, not next year. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. And then one last question before our fun final question is I've, I noticed in some of the articles about you guys that whenever we talk about some of you, the people who have invested in you guys in the past, they they say that one of the things they really like is how you guys look at real estate. And I was so curious because it doesn't seem like there's like a real heavy real estate background with any of the founders. And I was like, how did you guys, how are you structuring your real estate deals? And how did you get to that place? Because I think it's really interesting that that's a differentiator for this particular group of founders. Yeah. Well, base level is that we take industrial functioning property, you know, it's usually zoned industrial, but let's just say it has an industrial function and we take it to a level of hyper utilization that is just unique, right? The number of companies, the amount of activity in there, the amount of growth and everything that's happening in there, that's that we take that to a new level. So I see it as like a higher and better use of that facility but without converting it into loft office or residential, you know, I, I know mm-hmm. we generally, when they say, oh, we're going to take this industrial property, take it to higher, better use, they turn it into a commercial property, but we still keep it as industrial function. That's what it is. It's trucks to back up, unload freight, pick, pack, and ship orders, different things like all those kind of functions. And so, but we're just doing it on a level of hyper utilization. And mm-hmm. so um, I, I know that is very exciting to our real estate partners. And so we work with real estate partners. Partners who they 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 love saltbox and they want to take acquire a building and turn it into a saltbox and work with us mm-hmm. to operate it and so that's how we've been able to do those deals is that we we offer something new and exciting for the use of these type properties and, and we're also are- very successful in in buildings that are not. 40 foot clear or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, we can make and, very good use of these other buildings. And you guys are doing management deals, right? Uh, yeah, we do. We do kind of a, a shared management revenue share type mm-hmm. deal with our with our partners, um, where we're both aligned for the success. 
both definitely excited for the success of the members inside and so mm-hmm. their and their their success yeah. of their businesses and and so it benefits all of us so that that's just something that's really important is that mm-hmm. everybody is aligned to the success of the members and mm-hmm. that is important to all of us and so it helps them yeah that's awesome i've been watching salt box from from the very beginning and the rise has been amazing and congratulations i think it's phenomenal what you guys are doing and i can't wait to see where you go thank you um, appreciate it speaking of which clearly you've got some superpowers and i'd like to know what yours is oh me i love well my background is an engineer i went to school mm-hmm. as an engineer and i just love looking at things as a machine and mm. the moving parts and everything and that's how i look at our salt boxes and inside it's just there's mm-hmm many moving independent parts, but they are cooperatively working together and generating power and stuff. And so I I just, I, I think when I envision things like that and I look at them like that, I'm able to help move our ideas and our solutions forward. And so really that, that I, is what I always kind of see as my contribution. You know, mm-hmm. that takes a lot more than that to, to accomplish all this, but, uh, so, uh, certainly how I uh, enjoy attacking problems and, and reaching solutions. I love it. I love it. I've never heard that one before. And it's a great one. And I did like a whole little like, you know, it, it made me visually think of like gears within a machine and how it could all work together and like throwing that over a layout of a salt box and thinking about like, how do you get from point A to point B? I love it. I think that's awesome. Well, Paul, thank you so much for your time. And again, congratulations on your rise. And I think you guys have got nowhere to go but up. And we're going to enjoy watching you. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. You bet. All right, guys, we'll see you next time. Take care, y'all. And we'll see you on the next Juicy Podcast.